Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tapped that keg. I'm just here. For the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. And we welcome you to Just Here for the Beer, Vancouver and Canada's original dedicated beer radio show broadcast and podcast broadcasting to the masses on Sportsnet 650 AM also 96.9 FM HD3 and available for streaming on all major streaming devices you can check us out at JHFTB and we're broadcasting from Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub beautiful setting gorgeous a big hand for Stanley Park so hospitable. What a great day. And again, we've been blessed with some really good weather. And this is when Stanley Park really shines when the sun does. And it's just a gorgeous spot. Coming up on the show today, of course, we will be talking with Stanley Park Brewing as well. We will talk with Whistler Brewing. We've got our friend David Brown from Bridge Brewing in North Vancouver. We will also talk to a brand new brewery that is about to open about this time next week in Port Moody. Yep, another one for Port Moody Brewers Row called Rewind Beer Co. And um, before we introduce our first guest, I want to give a shout-out to our buddy Jeff Herkett, whose brewery in yes. Langley called Brookswood Brewing. We had them on the show. We did the last two Langley shows we did over the last two years. They were in the get-ready stage, and it seemed to take forever, as breweries tend to do, given some regulations that they have to face. But we understand that Brookswood Brewing is now open for business in, uh, in Langley. So make sure you check them out on social media. And congratulations to Jeff and your team. Here's a longtime friend of the show, Mr. Darren yeah, Hall, ladies and gentlemen, Thank the you. proprietor of House of Funk Brewing in North Vancouver, one of our favorite spots. Again, another neighborhood that has just grown so tremendously. I mean, we talk about the North Van beer scene as a whole, but then you sort of can narrow that down to the brewery shipyards district. Um, what are you, six in now? Actually, I think we're ten. Ten. If, if you include both the cidery, winery, wow. and distillery, yeah, ten. It is, it is crazy. It's crazy. And, and that, that's and literally within, like, what, four blocks? Yes. Yeah, if, no, it's, if. like, max 30, 45 seconds between each establishment. Yeah. And, and how many years has House of Funk been in the game now? Three. We had our three-year anniversary in May. Okay. So g- let's go back, way back in the time machine to three years ago. Sounds good. There was, there was House of Funk. There was beer brewing. Yes. And streetcar. Streetcar. Yeah, and then North Point came shortly after shortly as well. Shortly after, yeah. Yeah, and okay. we have, now we have... Uh, Windfall Cider, we have uh, Copper Penny Distillery, we have La Cerveceria, of course, Shaketown, yeah. Greenleaf is yeah. in the key, um, it, and then we have, I'm trying to think who else, but uh, yeah, and yeah. Then we, sorry, and uh, Braggot as well, which is just down the street from House of Funk, uh, the opposite way of beer brewing, and they concentrate on honey and beer. So over the course of the last several weeks, a uh, couple of months where the weather has been pretty nice, What's the what's the scene been like in that vicinity? Has it been swarming with 
with friends and family and people that are just congregating with their dogs on patios and, and enjoying all that the, the shipyards district has to offer? Definitely, yeah. So every single one of us has patios now, which is fantastic. And you, you see people coming from the sea bus and making their way from uh, from stop to stop. And it's it's lively. Uh, two weekends ago, one of the we, we all have a Slack channel together and we, we message each other and one from our group was like this is amazing to see the the community that we've built and just how people are visiting every single location and it is nice to have the diversity that we now have between breweries and then also seeing those cideries wineries and distilleries there's a lot of options in there and there's also new food in the area too so it's uh, it's a fun area is there any opportunity to do something that brings you all together I'll give you an example a couple of years ago I was down in Santa Rosa California in Northern Cal and it's known as wine country, but there's a really great beer scene there as well. And they do like a beer passport, cool. which, which encourages you to literally go from brewery to brewery to brewery and get a stamp. And I think after you accumulate like 10 or 12 stamps, whatever the number of breweries they have, you get some sort of certification. And people then can challenge, or not challenge, but they can sort of go up the ladder. If you get 20 of them, you get this designation. And it's just pretty cool. And I think the end game is you get like a really cool belt buckle. Cool. That, that says, nice. That Bell says, buckle, I love that. That says Santa Rosa Brewing, and it was it was really cool. Any opportunity to do that, given how many breweries there are in a concentrated area like in North Van? Yeah, absolutely. We have we haven't done quite something like that. We have had some weekends where, say, on Boxing Day or on, on a given uh, long weekend that we – uh, we have a passport where people do hop from spot to spot and get a little uh, punch in their card and they get a, a prize at the end. We're thinking on Boxing Day as an example where if you visit a certain amount of locations, you'll get a branded sock, <laughs> pair of socks, <laughs> <laughs> which is not quite a belt buckle, no, but, I, uh, but, uh, but still. But a little bit more practical perhaps. Yeah, probably. Than a, than yeah. a well, wintertime, yeah. So uh, Darren was uh, giving us a little teaser uh, off the air here before we started recording that um, House of Funk which sort of begat uh, a little subsidiary called House of Lager, which yes. was a brand of, of a product that you introduced and doing quite well, I understand. In fact, uh, I believe through one of our dear sponsors of the show, yes. uh, Angry Otter. By the way, we should give a shout-out to Angry Otter Liquor Stores and their flagship liquor on 248th. You can check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Go to angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. So House of Lager, I presume, has been good to you it has yes yes okay. it's been it, it was it's an interesting project so um i'll give you a bit of backstory where so house of funk our ethos with house of funk is that every single beer has to spend time either in wood so in our barrels or fooder or be subjected to uh, wild yeast bacteria generally sours and so that that's what we do at house of funk but myself and and the uh, the team in the brewery we we found ourselves drinking lagers and we're like how can we fit this within what we're doing and we're like we can't so we need to start a side brand so it was about two years ago where we decided to start house of lager and put as much emphasis and uh, heart and soul into ensuring that what we were doing on the lager side replicated the dedication that we were doing on the funk side and so this included long lagering times, high quality ingredients, krausning, and different techniques. And so we started doing that at a brewery, which we were brewing at, Hearthstone, um, and, and getting the volume we had there. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we were looking for a location to do that, that we that we owned and controlled. Um, and we were fortunate enough to find a location recently in Squamish. Squamish? Squamish. Even that area is, what, four deep now? Five? It is, yeah. It is, yeah. There's, I think, yeah, four or five yeah. breweries up there. And, I mean, yeah. that community itself is, it, I think, it's over the next few years, it's almost doubling yeah. in size. Um, so we're fortunate where uh, 
ourselves, we connected with Matthews West. And so there's this company, Matthews West, and they're, they have 100 acres that they're developing right where everyone goes windsurfing. So there's House Sound Brewery, and then you yeah. go along the spit, that logging road. Oh. And right at the very end of it is where the future House of Logger location will be. And we're part of phase one of, of a large development that will have Cap University in there. Harbor Air is already building their spot. 2,300 residential units, retail, commercial, everything. So it's, uh, and, and our intent is to have a brewery that is dedicated solely to loggers and, and the, the craft of, of perfecting that. Um, and we're, we're very, very excited. So when we started the show in 2010, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that my knowledge of beer was, you know, I started off, my first beer was swiped from my dad's fridge years ago. <laughs> and it just kind of whatever was going on, whatever's on sale, whatever, you know, was whether it be Kokanee or you name it. So my beer palette wasn't very sophisticated. But I always thought that sort of lager was just kind of like the, the, the entry-level beer. No. And I've since found that is not the case. No, I mean, lagers, so other styles are fantastic, and, and there's, there's a lot of nuances to them. But there's a lot to hide behind. <laughs> lagers, you can't hide. If you aren't making, if you aren't following all the steps, if you aren't dotting your I's and crossing your T's, you end up with a product that you can't hide things in so it's, it's very transparent and so the and you, and you see the craft beer industry we've we've gone through the phases of sours of, of ipa like hazy ipas and you see us coming back to these styles like west coast ipas and loggers that are old school but they take a lot of effort and experience to make something good and so dedicating yourselves to producing a beer of that style I, I think that's like that's the next level that we're about to head into as a craft beer community in bc you know and it's one of those things joe when you, to build on what darren said is like you know when we look at big beer particularly with with um, the 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 brands that are lager centric right we, we always knock them but they're consistent and they're bringing that same no that same result no matter where you are in the world yep right and 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 as darren said you got to be on point with it because there's nothing to hide behind and uh do you have your brewer for this new project we do, uh, on our team we do we do have someone in mind yes. and have they been through logger you because i would guess you need <laughs> you need some education to for actually because sure. i mean it, i thought logger is a logger is a logger but obviously there's there's variations and subtleties and nuances there is, as you said, there is. Right? And, and there's there's a wide range of different loggers too uh dark to high alcohol right. to low alcohol right. using rice corn etc so yeah there's, there's a lot to play in within that field um but more than anything, what we're hoping to do with House of Funk, we do a lot of random things all the time. We play with culinary ingredients, etc. With House of Lager, it's going to be about perfection. It's going to be about dialing in a few beers, and it's about that quality. And like, I, I think that that's where we're headed as a craft beer community. It's towards mm -hmm. that second evolutionary stage. We're maturing as a, as a beer community. So, uh, Darren, you said that you're part of phase one in Squamish. So yes. it sounds like it's don't, 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 don't aim your vehicles up there just yet. It sounds like it's going to be a bit of a wait before construction begins. It is. What, what are you looking at targeting for, for completion? I, mean, I would love end of 2023, but uh, realistically beginning of 2024 is when we'll be opening our doors. Um, and we're, we're going to be a part of the uh, a presentation center where you're going to come down and we're phase one and there's I think three to five phases. So it's a 15-year project and it's oh, going to be wow. built out over a period of time. And you're going to come down, you're going to see House of Logger and you're going to see the different things that are being built and you can you can be a part of that. And it's a beautiful, this beautiful beach area and parkland where there's a whole bunch of different trails. We're going to have a little coffee window for 
for our coffee. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Well, part of the uh, attraction to both House of Funk and House of Lager is the the imaging, and yes. I, I, you're, it's, oh. it is so cool. Um, and you've gifted us with these beautiful uh, House yes. of Lager uh, hats with the, the Stein. Stein. So that's is that going to be is that going to play a, a relevant part in terms of what you uh, what you promote? Yes, uh, the the intent in the taproom. So right now we do uh, we we have a Stein. That is that is the House of Lager Stein with our with our logo on it, and whenever we have Bavarian Lager on tap at House of Funk, that's what you, we have it served in. But the the plan in the tap room is to have it so we have no tasters. We just it'll be authentic beer hall where you're steins only. Um, it's going to be you'll, you'll have servers walking around with just handfuls of uh, of steins that you can grab on. Is it going to be like later and and Oompapa bands? Or? Not, not quite to that extent. No, <laughs> okay. it'll be instead maybe more like Odin's Hall with the yeah. chandeliers, long yes. table, Lush. fire. Yeah, will yeah. be nice. good. Uh, and again, the targeted date you said hopefully fingers crossed end of 2023. So that but that is a ways away. And um, anything immediate that's coming up at uh, House what's of Funk on? on Esplanade that you want to promote? I mean, we, we actually we just collabed with uh, with Rewind. So oh, we, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we just did a collab with them. It's going to be coming out this week, dropping this weekend as uh, as they're getting a little bit closer. So they'll be on on the show something later. 80s and 90s themed. I'm guessing yeah, the branding at least, but uh, yeah. the beer itself it's it's a little bit pink. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's got that neon <laughs> kind of feel to it, which which is fun. Yeah. And uh, live entertainment things going on. I know you do, don't you do music bingo at we House do. of Funk? You do. Yeah, every actually, and so we, we have a, a bit of a cult following now. Um, thanks to uh, Ben and Steve are, are the two that, that host it. It's awesome. Like the energy right. in that room right. on on Wednesday nights, every single Wednesday night, and it's where you come down. You got a bingo card, and you have to cross out the song that you hear and, and our hosts are phenomenal so like if you haven't been down i highly suggest it uh we have it running all year round and it's funny because you know as much as we like to drag on you know the government on re- regulations and restrictions yeah. and limitations yeah. we wouldn't have had this conversation two or three years ago no. it's amazing to think how far we've come your tasting rooms you know they were open primarily you would fill a growler and you'd go Correct. Now you're encouraging people to find reasons to come and stick around, and things like live entertainment, you know, music, bingo, mm-hmm. trivia, whatever it may be. Food. Those food, uh, coffee, as you you guys have. Yeah. It, it's uh, we've come a long way. I agree. I yeah. agree. And now you can walk around the P and E grounds with a beer in your hand. That's really? Correct. That's yes. what I understand. I didn't even know that. Yes. Exactly. Oh, dude, it surprised well, the yeah. heck out of me. Well, you've missed okay. this year's, yeah. but uh, that no one for right. next year. Uh, Darren Hollett, always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, my you friend. Thank you very Cheers. much. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female, and if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. I'm just We are broadcasting from the fabulous Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub. 
Located, of course, in iconic Stanley Park. Joler and Rick Mohabir just here for the beer at JHFTB on social media. You can go to justhereforthebeer.com and listen to previous episodes of the show. Almost 12 years of episodes yes. of the show, we might add. And um, also the fact you can stream on all major devices. One of the OGs of craft beer in this pro And I mean this respectfully. I don't mean this to age the person. but And he's a longtime friend of the show, Mr. Sam Payne. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Payne. Thanks, guys. And you're the director of Fun and Happy. What's your title these days? I go by the co-executive super president. <laughs> but all that means is I make my own cards, too. Okay. That's all that means. So Sam Payne, of course, uh, and we've told the story many times before. We don't need to go into it again. But Sam was early on in the craft beer game. One and, of the originals. And, and yeah. the personality that he has and, the, and the, 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 the legion of fans that he, he, he forms and friendships he forms is probably one of the reasons craft beer is where craft beer is. And I mean you that sincerely, yet, Sammy. Oh, I don't know. That's, wi that's wild, Joe. We've but told you that thank before. You, we've but, told you that uh, before. That, that's very wild. I don't know. There's lots lots before me and lots after me. And so. then you went rogue and decided to do your own thing called the Parkside in Port Moody, part of Brewer's Row. And that's been well established. I love their social media. Yes. They, they get, you get social media so damn well. And now you've got a newer project in addition to the Parkside called Rewind Beer Co., that's right. And if this tap handle is any indication, this is an old, the old brick cell phone. Joe, did you have one of those? I did have one of those. Yeah, I did. And if you remember back in the day. Joe still has one of these. <laughs> back in the way, you had your pockets weighted down with batteries. I think the battery length was about 15 minutes, maybe. <laughs> so you couldn't leave home without your brick, and you needed to have replacement, replacement batteries, batteries. So your pants yeah. were always weighted down as well. Yeah. But uh, that kind of says it all right there. So let's, without further ado... The description and the imaging behind Rewind. What what what's the go what are you going after? Rewind's a fun new spot for us. We're, we're six doors down from Parkside, a couple doors over from Twin Sales and, and Yellow Dog in, on Brewers Row there in Port Moody. Rewind is 80s and 90s inspired, right? I mean, um, myself and Vern, our business partner Jeff. I mean, we were all 80s, 90s kids, and um, it really is just kind of a nod to um, to nostalgia, new age nostalgia, if you will, and just really an opportunity for our staff to have something new to do and um, and have some fun. Well, your social media kind of uh, tells a tale of if it's 80s and 90s, regardless of whether good or bad 80s and 90s, it sort of fits the theme. So describe the room. What what are we looking at? A lot of colors. A lot of, a lot of neon colors. As, in, as indicated bright. by yep. the phone here, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, I mean, um, you know, the three stripes on the handle, the, the, the type of blue, the type of yellow, the type of pink, I mean, there's a lot of that in the room. I mean... The room itself is supposed to be somewhere between grandma's basement and food court mall, right? Places that you hung out in, right? <laughs> Places that you came home to, uh, you know, after after you went to the bar, that kind of thing. And um, we've got a kitchen component in there. We've got um, we've got some faux wood paneling in there, and then we've got just a lot of neon. We've got old TVs. We've got. Uh, You'll, you'll have to come see it all. But oh, no. yeah, we, we've got a little bit of everything. It's Yeah, it's really something. We, we will make the trek out. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh, it's just amazing because we talk about great beer areas. We talk about North Van and how it's expanded. Port Moody was one of those municipalities that yes. really got it early on. They, they got what these things can do, what they can draw, and what they can do for the community. And uh, what is that now, six in Port Moody, six breweries? Are you six deep now? Yeah, there'll be six on Brewers Row. That's correct. And then there's also there's also one up the street, and then there's more coming apparently as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more residential places and some some um, food and beverage spots as well. So, what was the impetus to? Is this considered a spinoff of the Parkside or just a side project to the Parkside? 
it's a it's a new thing. It's it's just a new brand and a new opportunity and, and something that um, we were excited to do. We we thought about it uh, a while ago, and then uh, what we all went through over the last couple of years kind of changed some plans and really gave us some pause whether it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity uh, presented itself again, and we jumped on it. And uh, for a while, we were under budget and ahead of schedule, and we're neither of those things now. <laughs> it never ends up that way, Sammy, does it? I mean, <laughs> oh, the dream you start out with the best of intentions, and something happens. The dream was alive. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're pretty confident we'll be open sometime next weekend. So okay. this is going to air on this weekend, yep. and then yep. so the following weekend, there, there's a chance we'll be open. Uh, and, and, of course, you can check it out uh, online. It is Rewind Beer Co., yeah, I'd check us out on Instagram to start yes. and sort of sort yeah. of get a get a feel for what we're doing there. Sure. I, d- I don't even think the website's up. So. Are you are you challenging yourself to be as dramatically different to Parkside as you can be? You're not obviously going to have the same kind of beer selection. You're going to do your own thing. You got some really uh, funky names that go along with your beers. Yeah, I can't give you any of those right oh, now. Damn. Oh, no. damn! You know there's going to be some cease and After desist in there. Beautiful <laughs> compliment <laughs> I paid you, and now you're you're withholding information. There, there may be a beer called Champagne Can't Jump at some point, but uh, <laughs> which you can't right now. But no, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't before. Lower body injury from Mr. Yeah. Payne. So yeah, that's right. I couldn't before, and I still yeah. can't. But yeah. uh, long and short is uh, again just separate project from Parkside, right? So there'll be different things. I mean, the goal is to walk in the back and uh, and ask the the brew team, um, what are we making today? And have it be exciting, right? We want to have you want, we want to have double digit beers on the boards at all time, and and a lot of variety at all times. And again, I mean the word's fun. It, it's it's things for fun. It's things for trial. It's it's things that are new, uh, things that are exciting. And that's that's the goal of the whole place. I'm gonna guess dedicated 80s 90s playlist uh, in the house. Oh baby, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we got we got videos. We got uh, we got 80s 80s 90s videos. We got 80s 90s uh, commercials, television shows, movies, everything. There, there'll be nothing new. Going on you went there. digging out for the old tape collection, didn't you? I didn't have to dig for that, man. That, that <laughs> exists. Yeah. So I'm just curious because Vern Lamborn, of which you speak, yes. uh, again, a, 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 one of the you know longtime brewmasters uh, in in the game, um, is he at the helm of this, or is there a different brew team? Uh, how does it work when you have two distinctly different breweries like this? So Vern is uh, also a co-executive super president. Of a sorts, co-executive right? so, super president. Uh, but, but Hamish, who's been the lead brewer at Parkside, he, he's going over to, to Rewind to kick that whole thing off and, and have it all be sort of his show. And then uh, Brooks, and uh, he'll be running the show over at Parkside. So, again, just an opportunity to, to let our staff grow, give our staff new opportunities, and, um, yeah, new things to do. So the uh, but, the Vern ter- over, but Vern oversees everything. Vern oversees yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, as the co-executive uh, <laughs> super, super president. president. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're assuming then, fingers crossed, all things considered, this time next week, you're up and running. But check out the social media. Um, and are you going to be doing like a lot of the special events there? Or is it just uh, is it kid friendly? Is it dog friendly? Is it all of the above? I wish I could answer some of that, all that stuff. Uh, kid friendly, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a kitchen. Component there, which is something mac new mac on the road. Cheese, maybe. And no, you know what dinner? we're doing? Detroit style pizzas. Okay. And uh, there'll be like pizza pops and other things. You know, other things that um, will remind you of getting home late from the bar that that you can get. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, kid friendly, dog friendly, to be determined. Um, to be determined. Okay. Parkside's very dog friendly. Yes. Re- rewind to be determined. But beer friendly and theme friendly, obviously. In- indeed. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's end with a compliment, too, because if Sam Payne and Vern Lamborn are involved, uh, it's You a know winner. it's going to be It's good. a winner. Yeah. Couldn't be more proud of you, my friend. Uh, uh, hopefully you'll play through pain and you'll be well soon. Yes. Thank you. 
I saw him hobbling through a, a bar the other day, and I, I felt pain for Sam Payne. So you're, you're getting better, though, right? <laughs> Every day is a little bit better, yeah. All right. Cheers. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you guys so much. Cheers. Thank you. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And, Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending, on average, in this market, a million dollars, give or take. You need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer is sponsored in part by the Big BC Bingo Extravaganza on the floor of the Pacific Coliseum. Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and 2nd, you can win up to $1 million cash in bingo, food, beverage, entertainment, and special guest Vanna White from Wheel of Fortune, the uh, Big BC Bingo. Tickets go, or ticket for information go to bigbingo.ca. Broadcasting from Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub in iconic Stanley Park. Beautiful setting. Three patios. Best setting. In, well, certainly one of the best settings in town. And Stanley Park, when the sun shines, there is nothing better. Introducing you now to Robin Goodwin, who is the brand activation manager for Stanley Park Brewing. Nice to, nice to see you. <laughs> nice to meet you. And we'll also introduce you to Tom Riley. These are friends of the show. Tom Riley is the, uh, is the brewmaster. And Benny Dingamansa is the head brewer of Stanley Park Brewing, uh, both of whom we've had on shows before. Gentlemen, you must be extremely proud whenever you launch new beers. And congratulations on three years of Stanley Park Brewing as a location. Uh, I understand, Tom, you were actually a day oneer. So what, I know the process leading up to it was lengthy. I do remember that. <laughs> but when you finally open your doors, is it pretty cool to think it's been three years already? It's, I don't know where time's gone. It's, uh, it feels kind of crazy because like, when we were in the, the build-out process, it started to feel like it was never going to end. So then when we were finally able to open up in July, 
you know, three years ago, the, the reception was fantastic. And I feel like, you know, with COVID shutdowns in the last couple of years, we never really have stayed open for long enough periods of time to really see what the brew pub could do. But this summer has been, been huge. It's been fantastic, super busy, lots of new beers coming out. Benny's been doing a great job and Rach. So, yeah. Well, I, I remember because we did a show just around the time that you finally opened. And in the same week, you had two fireworks nights and the Pride Parade. And you got slammed. Yeah. But it was a good case, best case scenario because you could see how you're going to handle capacity when everything goes against you and everybody comes at the same time. And you did manage to get through it okay, didn't you? It was a trial by fire, but I yeah. remember vividly coming in on Monday morning to the number of empty kegs that, that were downstairs. <laughs> there, was, I was there, like, there was nothing left. This is not a good situation. <laughs> so, so, Robin, how new are you to uh, Stanley Park Brewing? I wasn't here for the official opening in the park, but I'm rounding the corner to three years. Rounding yeah. the corner to yeah. three years. And, uh, again, we don't need to dwell on the last, largely the best part of the last two years because <laughs> they've been horrible, and let's put that in the rearview mirror. But now that everything is back to where it used to be in terms of regulations and restrictions, what's it been like over the course of the summer? There's, uh, when I first started with Stanley Park, everyone mentioned to me that there's this energy um, in the park, and that's where we draw a lot of the inspiration for our beers. And I think this summer was the first time, because I'm not from Vancouver, that I actually got to see that. Every time leaving the brew pub, there was always something going on. There's people in the park playing games, pitch and putt, on the beach, on the tennis courts. And to just really kind of see everybody out in full force enjoying the summer. And we've been really lucky this year with, like, beautiful weather, too. So... There is, this, there is this weird thing that most people from Vancouver aren't from Vancouver. Vancouver <laughs> seems to draw people in from everywhere else. I'm a born and raised day oneer, so I'm kind of the exception. Uh, Benny, when, when did you join the, the Stanley Park family? I, uh, I joined in the summer of 2020 during the pandemic. Oh, I also am not from Vancouver. I'm I, from, I, from Calgary. I'm, Vancouver, I'm, so. I'm aware of that. And uh, so, again, at the height of the pandemic, uh, you're involved in brewing. Fortunately, governments were sort of declaring what you serve here and what you make here to be kind of essential. Were you working like double, triple overtime to make sure that the demand was met? Um, when I first started here, I wouldn't say I was working double, triple overtime. That was definitely the past this summer. Yeah. Uh, that was double, triple overtime. Um, but coming in here, it was definitely like we were busy. Like we were still actually serving people. By the time I got here, I remember from the stories from Tom and Rach that one the COVID pandemic first started, like we were just doing growler fills. Um, but once we opened up the restaurant again with like limited capacity and for a time, even patios only, like we were still serving lots of beer and lots of food. So it, it was good to see and feel the support from, uh, from our community around us as well. So Tom, since the last time we had you on the show with the title Brewmaster, have you kind of stepped back a bit and, and been more of the the overseer, the managerial type, and, and let Benny kind of sort of take the tank. So yeah, for they, a don't, spin. they don't let me touch mash panels anymore. <laughs> that's, that's basically all that's changed. Right, right. But no, I'm, I'm more based at the production facility now, kind of overseeing uh, production of our canned product and kegs for the, for the greater market, and then kind of leave Benny and Rach in charge of uh, coming up with new ideas and new recipes down here at the pub. Well, we have something new in front of us here, so we should go through them. But I, I want to give you props because I think the last time we had you on a show, or maybe it was you, Benny, you had introduced us to the non-elk version of your Trailhopper IPA, which is a standard and, a, and, and one of your signature beers. And I had that on a clean palate, knowing it was non-elk, and I couldn't tell. And I think if you go back in time, back when we had 
what was non-alcoholic beers back a decade ago, you could definitely tell, and they weren't beer. I think non-alc has really come a long way, has it not? It has, for sure. And I I think I I said that last time on the show, too. Like, I I gave you the sample, but all the props go to Tom and his team at Turning Point, because I'll be honest, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, so I can't take any credit for well, it. You, but you brought it to me. You poured it for me. You had yeah. something to do with it. That was, yeah, that was yeah for, for, for sure. But I, uh, I, I agree. Like I remember uh, trying non-alc with my, uh, my with my grandpa once, and I was like, "How do you? Why do you oh, drink yeah. this? Like, oh, yeah. it's bad." But yeah. it, it's come so so far from yeah. where it's been. The the days of old duels are long gone, ladies and gentlemen. Try the non-alc. Okay, Robin, do you want to walk us through the paddle? Tom, do you want to do it? Benny, what what do we have here? We got some brand new beers. So what what do we have here? Benny, why don't you kick us off with the... We'll start with... There's not a great order to do this, and we've brought a lot of variety to the table, I'm going to be honest. Clearly. So yeah. let's yeah. start with the uh, with Benny's latest creation. So I think that's the one uh, Joe's holding right now. So that's uh, a lemon, basil, and blueberry ale. <laughs> I know. It sounds crazy, and there's a little bit of a backstory there. Um, I live uh, basically on the edge of Olympic Village in Mount Pleasant, and there is a wonderful bakery in Mount Pleasant called Purebread. And they make the best cones. Uh, I love going there, and I hate going there because every time I come home with a box full of full of treats. And one time I picked up a lemon blueberry basil scone, and I tried it. And I put a little bit of butter on it. And I'm like, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. And I'm like, maybe there's a concept for a beer here. Um, so uh, we've been. This is kind of like the second version we've done. We did it as a sour base. Ended up being a little bit too sour, but this time we're like, hey, let's do a, a base blondale. And then we'll add, we'll basically dial back the amount of lemon we added. Um, and we also added uh, blueberry, blueberry puree. And then in the kettle, we added about five pounds of chopped basil. And we also put five pounds of chopped basil in uh, the tank. So the beer actually fermented on top of the basil. So what you're kind of getting is a lemony kind of like that that's, so. that sweetness yeah. uh, from the blueberry with like a, a savory hint. I definitely get a savory hint. Um, when I was brewing the beer and the basil hit the, the wort in the tank, it actually smelled like somebody was cooking tomato sauce. <laughs> um, it's, it smelled wonderful. I really liked it, but normally you don't want tomato smell in, in your beer because it's an off flavor. But it adds a savory quality to it that I, I really think makes this beer unique and cool. And I, the lemon just makes it super well, well, let's talk about what you do here in, in the brew pub versus like a full production facility. You're able to do things that are kind of maybe not one-offs, but like smaller batch, more experimental. Yep. Uh, and you can actually see the immediate reaction from, from the general public. Yep. And I, I think that's probably the, a, a unique opportunity that we have at Stanley Park. We have that brew pub. We have that smaller capacity. We have a pub. We get direct feedback from consumers because sure. we might think it's the best beer in the world, but if nobody else agrees with us, then what's the point of doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, people still got to enjoy our product, and we get direct feedback from the consumers, and I think that's super, super important to, to see, like, hey, do we have a good idea here? Is this, can we execute it? Can we execute it here, but can we also execute this at our bigger facility? So um, you, you kind of killed a segue there. I don't even know if you meant to, but this, is, <laughs> this next beer is an example of where free Venny and Rach took a lot of freedom right. down at the pub yeah. and people liked it so much that it was decided it needed to be scaled and we really had to go back to the drawing board in terms of how we scaled it. So no, but, but, but again, that's a good thing because if you can use this as a test market 
and then you can take it to the larger market, everybody wins. For sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. what is the second beer here? Uh, so this is our Sangria Sour. So again... Uh, Sangria Crush Sour. Sangria Crush Sour. Part of the Sapling Series. Correct. Celebrating Pride. Originally brewed. Yeah. Uh, in wow. collaboration with Vancouver Pride. Okay. Yep, exactly. So yeah, born, born at the brew pub. Uh, Benny and Rach put this recipe together last year. It was... An idea that came from uh, from the marketing team. They thought it'd be kind of cool to try and take sangria flavors uh, yeah. to beer. I'll admit, I wasn't a big believer <laughs> at the start. Um, but yeah, Benny, I don't know if you want to talk about the execution, but I think it came out really, really nice. Well, it, it's, it's funny because I think that there are no uh, hard and fast rules in beer anymore. It may sound bizarre. I mean, you talked about smells of tomatoes. I don't know if tomato in a beer would work. It worked. It works in a Bloody Mary, so maybe it does. I don't know. But, you know, these conversations, if we had them five, ten years ago, people would be shaking their head going, you're crazy. Now I just don't think there's any limits, would you say? Yeah, I'd say, like, the hard lines are, are, are like, fading. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot more overlap with uh, between beer, uh, RTDs, uh, wine, sure. for example. Like, there's lots of, like, the Italian grape ales that are coming out left, right, and center. Um yeah, really cool. So we, we got the insights from uh, from marketing, like, hey, sangria is up and coming. Like, can we do something with this? So we uh, decided to give it a try uh, last year here at the pub. And basically, I remember today because it was a, a, a busy brew day. We uh, basically cut up like three, four, five bags, Costco-sized bags of lemons, limes, oranges, literally here, right here on the table that we're sitting at. I, I, uh, I chopped them up and we used them all in the hot back, added uh, hibiscus flowers uh, to really give it like, because I really like working with hibiscus flowers. They not only provide so much flavor and aroma, but they also provide a really nice dark red hue to a beer. Um, so I was like, well, hey, if we're going to try and mimic a sangria, a red sangria, let's just well, done it. let's use it. So. Yeah. Use the use the hibiscus flowers in the hot back. Add a grape juice concentrate, and the beer turned out to be a huge hit when we released it. And uh, then uh, then Tom kind of came to me. He was like, "Hey Benny, what you did at the brew pub for a seven hectoliter batch? We can't really replicate at our production facility. So can you go back to the drawing board and figure this out and make this beer exactly how you did, but then scalable?" Well, I I think that sort of bears note because there's much more to what the consumer opens and consumes than they would know ever goes into it. There's a whole lot of science that goes on over there, and people I don't think appreciate that. Maybe they don't care, but the bottom line is that full credit to those that, of you that make beer because it's not something you just do, you know, in your bathtub at home and, and, and you know, label it up and, and, and can it. Um, there's a lot going on. Okay, what's our, what's our third beer here? Uh, so the third one, uh, this is a, a sneak peek of a pack we have coming out uh, in a couple of weeks' time, three weeks' time. Um, which is a kind of a variety pack based around Trailhopper. So obviously Trailhopper IPA has been a really huge brand for us. Uh, it's quickly grown to be one of our biggest vol- like volume-driving brands. Uh, so we kind of wanted to do a couple of iterations out on it, and we also wanted to play around with kind of lower ABVs. We're seeing you know people are getting more into lower ABV beers. Uh, so the two iterations we settled on was doing a hazy version of Trailhopper. So... It's kind of a mashup of the Captain and Trailhopper, if you like. The Captain being our Hazy IPA and Trailhopper being our Classic West Coast. We kind of mashed the two together. Uh, brought the ABV down to 5.8%. Um, and then this one that we're trying right here, this is the uh, Grapefruit Trailhopper, uh, which is a Session IPA. So we actually dialed the ABV right back down to, to 4.8%. Uh, and then we hit it with some grapefruit just to give it some like kind of 
Trailhopper naturally has a lot of grapefruit in the hop, so we kind of want to just pump up those flavors. Yeah, we also like to remind people, just for those that are uninitiated, ABV, alcohol by volume, and there's different numbers that are attached to that. So when you say five, that's a pretty average range yep. of, of alcohol in a beer, correct? Yeah, for so, sure. so Trailhopper alone sits at 6.8%, right. which is what a Pacific Northwest or West Coast IPA, they're meant to be big, bold, have a lot of punch and aroma to them. And so doing a couple of variants that are dialed back a little bit in the ABV, maybe have a little bit more of that like punchy grapefruit aroma or a delicious tropical aroma, make them a little bit more approachable for people that maybe aren't uh, looking for something as abrasive as sure. a West Coast IPA. It's a good way to bring well, other people uh, into uh, that uh, trail uh, hopper the, the word maybe not abrasive, but yeah, as, not abrasive, as punchy, not abrasive, perhaps, yeah. or as aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Assertive. Assertive. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, beer number four. What do we so, yeah, so this is the Hazy Trails. This is the other uh, the other beer that's going in the mix pack. So, like I said, mashup, trail hopper, yeah. captain. I really like it. Like, it's super cool to see how the hops express themselves differently with different yeasts. So, trail hopper is very traditional. It uses an American ale yeast. Uh, for this one, we used um, the same strain that we use in our hazies. Um, it's actually an English ale strain. Um, so, you get kind of more, like, yeast esters coming through. It kind of expresses more of the tropical in the in the Citra and the Simcoe. So, it's kind of neat. Like, the, the beers are essentially hopped exactly the same, but that change in, like, malt bill and the change in the yeast really, like, changes how those hops come through. So these are all beers that are available on tap here at the at the brew pub. One of them is. One of them is. Okay. Or will be. It's will, at, so will okay. be. this is all very future stuff. So the, right. the, the basil is actually in oh. bright down, downstairs, so a couple okay. of weeks. And okay. Then all right. The others so, are... If not already, coming soon then exactly. to, to the brew pub. Sangria Sour is available for purchase now okay. at the brew pub. Okay. Um, and in liquor stores yep. as well. Um, and then the last two, just have to wait and see. Coming soon. Coming <laughs> soon. Okay. Um, some, so I, w- I want to say some people might have already had them because we've been working on some of these recipes in the brew pub. Right. So they might have been common gun to the brew pub. And so as, as, we, as we sort of transform from summer and... Sad to say, when we're you know looking at close to mid-September, we know that all the good things come to an end. Certainly, weather-wise, in Vancouver, it comes to an end. What is the plan going forward? Do you have some more seasonals coming forward for the fall and, and winter? Yeah, we're bringing back Shadow Play kind of as our as our dark beer for the winter, and then Brew Pub. Benny's got lots of lots of fun things planned. Right? Yeah, we're uh, we're working on uh, kind of like a, an iteration of a bitter uh, British-style bitter. Um, Gonna do another dark lager. Probably do a variation of some kind of like porter. I have an idea to do a, a, a lightly smoky porter. Um, kind of like playing around in that uh, that dark realm. Actually, yesterday we've already uh, started working on our uh, imperial stout release for Earth Day next year. We right. uh, put our d- next year's rendition in some rum barrels. So it's gonna be uh, gonna be fun. And, and and because you actually have this brew pub here in Stanley Park, and and the public can. You can see them, and they can they can have access to you. Do they give you feedback? Do like do and, you, and do you make note? Like if people are going, oh my God, we're selling a lot of that. Does that get back to you, people in the on the brew team? Yeah, I uh, quite often uh, get our uh, front of house staff. They they give us feedback, whether where it's good or bad. They're usually a little more hesitant to provide me with bad feedback, but I always tell them like, let me know. Like I want to know people's sure. opinion. Like everybody's opinion matters. Um, so I want to hear when it's good, but I want to hear it when it's bad, and I want to like to know maybe if they're still here, talk to them like, hey, what was wrong with this? What what? I, I think what you could just be I think you just hit on something that's key because working in radio, 
uh, for all my life. Like, I've worked on radio stations where I played music. I hate it. It's not about me. It's about what the public wants. So if the public wants the music and they're paying me to play it, I'll play it. If the public hates a beer you make, you stop selling it. If the public loves a beer you may not like, you continue selling it. That's called business. That's that's how the world works, I believe. Correct, Robin? Uh, that's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to make beers for, for the people of... Vancouver. Well, it's yeah. it's it's been a pleasure to uh, to see you all again, and we thank you so much for having us down here. Uh, to uh, to Tom Riley, the brewmaster, to Benny Dingamansa, the head brewer, and to Robin Goodwin, the brand activation manager of Stanley Park Brewing. Congratulations on three years, and uh, keep it going. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for Just here for the Beer Radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. Supported in part by Vancouver Acting School, where you can attend everyday class in an active casting studio, working alongside industry pros in a real-world environment. You can find out more information, vancouveractingschool.com. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir, and we are broadcasting from the lovely Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub in historic Stanley Park, iconic Stanley Park. We happen to be recording. We've been blessed with a really nice stretch oh, of weather. Oh, it's been beautiful. Incredible stretch of weather. And uh, there's never a bad time in Stanley Park, but there's a much better time in Stanley <laughs> Park, and that's when the sun is shining and the birds are chirping, and uh, the patio scene is rollicking here. This is great. What a great environment. And look who it is, Mr. David Brown. Yes. David Brown Cheers, is guys. the uh, sales director. Uh, director of sales for Bridge, Bridge Brewing in North Vancouver. Um, we were just sort of reminiscing about uh, this particular location and the last time you represented Bridge Brewing at this particular location, the world was about to shut down. It and seems so uh, long ago now. You were about to open the bridge deck, and it just seems like a crazier time, but it's fortunately we all got through that okay. And uh, I still haven't visited Bridge Deck in North Vancouver. Oh, you're missing out, buddy. It's, I know. It's a great spot. You've Food was on this. point. I think we had the wings there. And I had to compl- I had to go in the back and compliment the chef and tell him, like, dude, I eat wings. This is quite obvious from my rotundness. <laughs> and uh, he, he just absolutely loved it. Because the guys in the back rarely get, get any of the uh, accolades, great right? Great crew back there, too. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. So that's up and running, and that's thriving. And of course, this is, like a, I guess, an opportunity to get your taps outside of the brewery in, in North Vancouver. Is it kind of considered like a satellite tasting room? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we've always kind of been a little um, challenge for space at the brewery. Um, parking as well. We do have a, a bit of a smaller tasting room, a great tasting room, a great patio. But um, definitely on a Friday, you know, it can be full. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at what we could do to expand, and we decided that um, the best way would just be to find another location on the North Shore and basically just open up a satellite tasting room. We have same prices, um, same idea for a food concept, but gra- like greatly expanded. And um, same beer on tap, and you can buy off-sales as well. So just a way for people to kind of get and have the bridge experience without having to go more and down into that industrial area or a little closer to home, especially if you're living on Lonsdale. So. Since we last saw you, uh, there was I was only aware of three beers in the primetime family. This is the low-carb, locale beer option, which tastes damn good, by the way. Now you're up to four, and there is another to join or, or one to we're, replace. We're, we're getting uh, ready to launch our fourth. Yeah, we're getting so ready to launch the fourth. This is the first time I'm talking about it here um, okay. or anywhere, really. So we, we uh, launched last summer Primetime Tropical. It was a big success for us, so like a mango mm-hmm. pineapple version of the classic Primetime Original. Um, Primetime Original, I think, was four years ago now. The next year we launched the Primetime IPA, and then this summer we launched the Mix Pack, the Prime Pack, which... Um, 
can be found at a lot of uh, private stores, most government stores as well. That's like a great way to try them all. But um, we were looking for something to, we didn't really do the tropicals through the winter last year. It's still a fruit, but trying to find something that was a little less summery for the winter. So we played around with a lot of different pilot batches of different fruits, different uh, ways of putting it together. And the winner right now is Blackberry. We've got the cans coming and hopefully should be launching uh, just at the end of the month. We've already teamed up with uh, the BCLs. It will be in, in all the stores as well. So. And the way that my mind is conditioned now, when he told told us that it was going to be Blackberry, I immediately went to sour, thinking that yes. that's something you put yes. in a sour beer, but you're going, no, 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 this is a regular Blackberry-flavored beer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Primetime itself, the original, uh, technically a pale ale, it drinks almost like a lager, but um, the thing about these, they're still 5% beers, but they're low-calorie, low-carb. So if you haven't had the Primetime before, it's 1.5 grams of carbs, 110 calories, but you're not sacrificing, you're not going down to like 3%, um, you're not sacrificing in flavor either, they're still... It tastes like beer. Yeah. It is beer. It's just beer. Yeah. Um, Dave, when you guys are coming up with these flavors and you're doing the test test batches, how, how, how deep does the, the sales guys get into this? It can be a bit of a mix uh, depending on uh, – it's usually more the research and development nights when we go and we buy everyone else's beer that we can get a little more deep. Um, we like to do – kind of samples in the meetings but we also like to use our tasting room which we now have like you know to take advantage of that and yeah um you know we can we can kind of do one keg at a time different things and just get feedback from our customers as well because that's what's important at the end of the day is like what's people want to drink not just what what we think we want to drink so I, I remember going back to when you first came on the show with primetime the first one and um was the reaction immediate I personally was a little blown away by just how well it took off. Like, I knew we had a really good product there, but I was almost, like, kind of going back to work being a little, like, we all knew we had a good product, and so then the onus was just back on me, and I was like, well, let's temper our expectations here. Like, But it just it just sold like crazy. People couldn't get enough of it, and it's, it's over 50% of the beer we make now as part of that primetime lineup. It's just something we're really well known for. And now. I think a little bit of, of that is is the low-cal, um, keto, right? Um, yes. You know, low-carb type diets where where this really actually fits into that re- really, really well. Like a lot of people switched over to vodka sodas and, and, you know, the nudes and neutrals and everything we see. Not particularly because, like, that's the flavor they were craving. Like, when you're drinking, which we'll talk about in a second here, like milkshake IPAs and hazy IPAs, they can start to add up a little add bit. Up, and I think people sure. were trying to like supplement that. And the nice thing about prime time is we hit those same stats, so you don't have you can still keep drinking beer and a little more guilt-free, if, that, if you can say it. Well, that way, there's a couple of buzzwords that kind of tend to scare people away. Diet is one of them. Light <laughs> is one of them because they presume that yeah. you're sacrificing quality. Yeah. For a few less calories or a few less carbs, we and definitely don't fa- use those terms. No, so and, it's not and, a light beer; it's five percent, and rightfully so. so. And the other thing, though, is that because we were just talking about this off air, um, uh, you know, it's it's like, for example, if you want to go meatless, mm-hmm. time was your meatless options were horrible. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, the oh, meatless totally. options, the fruit, the plant-based uh, mm-hmm. options are phenomenal. So why then can't you be, I mean, beer has proven that they can expand the parameters and still give a quality product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think we have one here. So You do. Clear. And yeah. we should also uh, give a little shout out to the food program at Bridge Brewing in North Vancouver because you were saying that you've just introduced hot yeah, We're doing dogs. hot dogs at the brewery right now. Got a really good hot dog menu. Uh, we're doing um, from Two Rivers Meat uh, for, the, for the sausages in there. Um, just, you know, fun classic beer pairing food. There's still some tacos available, but uh, come down for a beer and a hot dog. You can't go wrong. It's a classic pairing. Awesome. Okay, remind us again where we find Bridge Brewing in North Vancouver. So we are on Charlotte Road just off a of mountain highway, um, just kind of near the Ironworkers. And then you can find Bridge Deck just uh, off 12th Avenue on Lonsdale. 
just on the west side of Lonsdale. Uh, it's been too long, David Brown. Let's uh, hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me Cheers. on. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I'm just here for the beer. Just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, and available for streaming through all major streaming devices. The show is sponsored by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. 12 Kings, the home of karaoke Saturday nights. Trivia on Thursday with my buddy DJ Storm. Awesome food and a great selection of BC Craft Beer at 12 Kings Pub on Twitter and Instagram. We are at JHFTB on all social media, just here for the beer.com, where you can also uh, find previous episodes of the program. And we are broadcasting from Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub, and of course, the legendary. Stanley Park, longtime friend of the show, Mr. Andrew Shunin of Whistler yeah. Brewing. Hey guys, how's it going? How you doing, sir? Good to see you. Hey, it's great to see you guys, too. I, I think the last time we saw you, it wasn't summer. It's now summer. Yes, it is. Coming to an end, sadly, but um, from the Whistler perspective, winter is equally as exciting in that region as summer is. You know what? Sometimes you can even argue that it's... I would say winter is is really the the first and foremost big big season, and then but you know there's always things going on. It's uh, Whistler is now a uh, a 12 month a year destination to go to. And and what's interesting, Andrew, is as in my side hustle, I'm also a freelance writer, and I did a story on Whistler uh, through Whistler Tourism a bunch of years ago, and the thing they did not want to focus on was skiing. Everybody knows it's a winter resort. What people don't realize, it's a year-round resort. Exactly. And that is so key. And I uh, think Whistler Tourism has done a good job of, of, course. Uh, of yeah. b- branching that out and getting that message out. Right. So um, the summer was good for Whistler? Summer was excellent. It was, uh, you know what, it really did feel like normal summer. And, you know, a lot of visitors. Uh, definitely we could see the, the uptick in business. Uh, visitors to our, our tap house and Function Junction and, and just in general around town. It was uh, it was certainly great to see, and another sign that regular is back again. Rick is the fact that the uh, the Whistler Beer Fest is coming up. Whistler Village Beer Fest starts next week. Uh, I believe it runs from the 13th all the way to the 18th, uh, capping off with the two uh, tasting days or the uh, the great beer events. So it's it's fantastic to have it back. Um, you know, it's not just uh, Whistler local breweries. Uh, Mercedes Sky Breweries that are involved in this, but we get breweries from all through the, the Lower Mainland and British Columbia who uh, participate, and it's it's nice to to bring uh, that back to Whistler at that you know at this beautiful location and, and to have this beer festival uh, happen again. Uh, what's uh, what's new on the uh, on the Whistler beer calendar? So uh, I brought a little something here, uh, a little uh, special uh, beer that we just brewed recently. It's our Crimson Sky Raspberry Sour. And uh, you know what? This is actually our our real first time um, launching or releasing a a sour in package. You know, we've done a few little things, uh, you know, on the pilot brew here and there, but this is really the first time that uh, that we're launching something. It's part of our limited series uh, um, launching or release of beers that we've been doing over the past year and seeing a really uh, a lot of success. And yeah, we're uh, we're pretty stoked to uh, to have this one, uh, you know, hit the store shelves within the Sea to Sky region. Sir. I'm surprised that you would say that because um, you know Whistler's an established brewer brewer that has been around a, a good long time. I'm surprised that it would take this long before you did something packaging. I'm, you know, I, and again, to do some experimental beers, one-offs, everybody does those. But um, you must have seen that 
Sours are here to stay. I, Absolutely. And I, I was late to the party. I couldn't stand them the first time I tried them. Not going to lie. Did not like them at all. Thought it was a, no, not a joke, but I thought beer doesn't need to go there. Now I love sours. For sure. You know what? And a lot of people that I talk to, and, you know, we've seen it too. We've had customers come to the tap house and ask if we have a, a sour on tap. And, um, and certainly the evolution of the sour has been um, something else. And, you know, it's now part of that, that craft brewer, uh, craft drinker's repertoire. I'll tell you, you've totally hit the mark. Uh, raspberry is probably my favorite berry, without question. And when you're doing something sour with a raspberry, you can go overboard real easily. Definitely. Okay? You found you found a happy spot here. You, uh, you, you know, you that's, really uh, that's just, uh, you know, credit to our brewer, our brewmaster, uh, yeah. Clinton, who, who's done a great job with it. Um, Andrew, as the sales and marketing guy, and, and you're the boots on the ground kind of guy, and you, you, sure. you see what's going on out there, whether it be in our liquor retail stores or out in the, uh, um, the bars and pubs locally here, do you guys have a little bit of input into what, what's coming down the pipe? Uh, you know, we try and stay current, um, try and look and see what uh, either what other markets are doing, especially uh, especially down in the States, kind of in the, call it the, the Pacific Coast Craft Corridor. Um, and so we try and keep our finger on the pulse, absolutely. You know, certainly things like, you mentioned sours, it's a popular one. Also, you know, we're starting to see lighter beers, yeah. uh, more calorie-conscious beers as another, uh, kind of another... Uh, another part of the, the, the craft evolution. Uh, what I'm seeing more of, especially on a, on a local level, is definitely more fruit beers that, uh, that have come out, I'd say, you know, now, you know, this year more than ever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and seeing more brewers dabble with, uh, with fruit flavor, fruit, fruit style uh, ales and lagers. So it's been, uh, that's kind of the way I've seen things uh, of late. Well, and, and the other thing is that, uh, what I find is, especially in the in the RTD world, and for those uninitiated, RTD stands for Ready to Drink a Canned Cocktail, um, and they all started off neutral or or clear, you know, translucent white yes. drinks, if you will. And now I find that the trend is to sort of put some coloring back in, so that the brand or the flavor you're tasting is actually represented in the color. But what's interesting to me is that that looks like a regular, clear, clear regular beer, beer yeah. that's got a pretty, you know, obvious raspberry thing going on, but it doesn't even have a hint of the of the color, color of the fruit yeah. involved. Yes, I don't know. It's part of the the brewing magic. That's the, that's the science <laughs> we're, we've been saying all along. It's above my pay grade. There are <laughs> there is science. There's legit science that yes. goes into making beer. Yeah. It's called Crimson Sky Raspberry Sour, new from Whistler Brewing Company. Another hit on your hands. Andrew Thank Shunin, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for uh, making that lengthy trip from Whistler <laughs> all the way down to Stanley Park. For you guys, always. Absolutely. A pleasure. Thank you, sir. Likewise, it's always great to be here. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. It. And Cheers. Our, our thanks, as always, to the folks at Stanley Park Brewing Restaurant and Brew Pub. Uh, great location, and uh, hopefully we get like a nice tail end to somewhere where it just kind of slowly lingers and low, and finally, yeah, and then Peter's and out. Peter's out, but I mean, there's three great patios here. There's actually an, uh, a lower level patio as well yes. that uh, we were we were told about earlier. So our thanks to the folks at Stanley Park Brewing. Our thanks as well to uh, Champagne Rewind Beer Co. Should be open this time next weekend on Murray Street in Port Moody, uh, as that area continues to grow. Our thanks to Darren Hollett from House of Funk. 
House of Lager coming to Squamish, your neighbors, Mr. Sweet. Mr. Shunan. Uh, hopefully at the end of 2023. That's right. Uh, we also want to thank um, uh, our buddy uh, David Brown from Bridge, Bridge Brewing, Brewing and uh, and the and the Bridge Deck, which is their uh, satellite tasting room. And as always, we uh, encourage you to check out our programs and check out our social media at JHFTB. Thanks to Andy Cole, who yeah, is uh, filling me. in um, and a beer and a beer guy himself, filling in, um, hitting the buttons and making the show work. That is a wrap for just here for the Beer Radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3. Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.